Maybe you felt chills or goosebumps. Perhaps it's an overwhelmed feeling of something bigger than you or more complex. Whatever the feeling, God put the response in your soul as a reminder of His presence, power, and glory. It's called awe, and He wants to remind us of it every day in many ways. Join us as we discover how God has used His awe to inspire others to follow Him deeper in their lives. Well, as we continue to do the work of the Lord here on earth, we are told to diligently look for His return. Psalm 27:14 says, Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. And as we wait, we would be discerning, recognizing the signs of the time and not lose hope, but encourage one another so we can live today as if this is the day that he'll return. Well, on our podcast today, the reason I'm bringing that up is we want to welcome Tom Hughes, a senior pastor for over 25 years in California, who is a respected expert in the area of biblical prophecy. And he's here today to speak to us about his latest book, Marking the Masses, a book that should be a wake-up call for all Christians and a reason to stay awake, earnestly looking for Jesus' return and encouraging one another and reaching out to those who don't know Jesus. Because as we know, the time just gets nearer and nearer. So just want to welcome Tom. Thank you for coming on our program today. Oh, thank you, Bruce, for having me. I think it's going to be a, a really great program. Oh, well, thank you. And we appreciate you writing this book and coming on and telling us about it. So let me just kick it off by asking you off the bat, what was the urgency for you to write this book? Well, the days that we live in, we're watching everything converge right now. We look at the events in Israel. That has everybody's attention right now for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, Israel is central to Bible prophecy. In fact, you have to understand Israel in order to understand Bible prophecy. However, there are literally hundreds of other events or signs that are going to converge at the same time, and we're watching them happen. So with that, as we look at things, I think of the words of Jesus when the disciples asked him, what's the sign of your coming in the end of the age? He, he mentioned many signs, and then he said, when you see these things begin to take place, Look up and lift up your head because your redemption draws near. And the things they spoke about, the, the nation of Israel, events of things like the mark of the beast. You know, uh, when we think of technology, uh, we see what's happening with Russia. We see what's happening with Iran. You know, the list is huge. We see what's happening with religion and, and wokeism. We can tell what's going on with the climate laws, Agenda 2030, 17 Sustainable Development Goals. You start looking at all of these things that are taking place, converging at the same time. Hence, Jesus said, when you see these things begin to take place, and Bruce, we are watching them. It's almost like they're beyond beginning right now. We've been watching them begin, but now mm -hmm. it's just at incredible speed. They're all coming about. People always ask me, how soon do you think we are? How close? And you have to be careful because there have been so many predictors of things in the past. And as Jesus said, we don't know the day or time, but he does tell us to read the signs, right? And as you're mentioning, there are so many signs and that's kind of the key. It's like he said, the labor pains, they're getting stronger. They're getting closer together. Oh yeah. Like you, I'm not going to predict. I'm not going to give a date or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, like labor pains, as you mentioned, that's uh, referenced twice in the Bible, once by the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. When it comes to that day, it'll be like labor pains upon a pregnant woman. 
Jesus used the phrase, the beginning of sorrows, which was also used for pregnancy signs mm. or childbirth. So we see them happening in frequency and intensity, and everything is coming about so fast. I mean, we can go back over the last few years and look what happened with COVID. We can watch what's going on with the globalists. We know the Bible tells us there's going to be this global system. Out of it is going to become 10 rulers. Out of that comes the one that many refer to as Antichrist and also the false prophet who use a religious system to be able mm. to take control of the people. Mm -hmm. So as we're looking at your book and what you've written about, I know it's it seems obvious that, okay, these things are happening and they're coming together, but you know, somebody might think, okay, I can't keep track of all those. Yeah, there's always stuff going on in the world. Tell people that are listening why they should care. Uh, well, because if these things are true that are written in the Bible, then there is a God in heaven that's real. He is holy and judgment is coming. Now, here's something to keep in mind when you're People are saying, well, I'm not so sure, but I mean, we have people like Joe Rogan, Bill Maher, many people that are predominantly on the left that are waking up going, hey, something very strange is going on. And they, they know they're not getting the true answers from uh, the Bill Gates of the world and the Anthony Fauci's and on down the list. So you start looking at it and you go, wait a minute, there were all kinds of Bible prophecies that have already been fulfilled uh, regarding the Roman Empire of the past, the Greek Empire, the Persian Empire, just smaller people groups that were in the Bible, all of them fulfilled every single one exactly as the Bible said it would. Ancient Israel, ancient Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, you see all of these things fulfilled just like the Bible said they would. And then all of the prophecies in the Bible regarding the first coming of Christ, every single one of them was fulfilled. None of them were missed. God has a track record of 100%. In fact, he even tells us in the Old Testament, if someone gives a prophecy in his name and that prophecy is not true, then that prophet needs to be stoned to death. So God, God takes Bible prophecy exceptionally serious. So it stands to reason if every single prophecy that was given regarding past events was fulfilled with 100% accuracy that's written in the Bible, and all of the prophecies regarding the second coming of Christ, we can look at this world and go, wow, everything is developing exactly like the Bible said it would. Is it just a coincidence? I don't think so, because there's hundreds of them. And as we watch them all developing at the same time, what it does is prophecy proves, and Jesus himself said when he came the first time, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. So Jesus came the first time that we would be forgiven of our sins, not experience eternal judgment, but he's also coming again. And that's another promise that he makes. He's coming back. He's going to come and he's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem. And everything is pointing to that. So if he's coming back again, he's coming back as a judge. And it's going to be exceptionally bad leading into the tribulation period. We can already see it. So when you look at it, you go, okay, God is holy and just. He is going to judge sin, and he's given us these prophecies as warning signs, not so we would be afraid, but so we would turn to him and look to him to be our Savior. Mm -hmm. Amen. So let's dive in a little bit to, to the book and, and what it's about, because I think people can hear your passion is so strong there, and so your, your concern for what we understand going forward is very important. 
give us an overview of what it is that the book's about and would draw us into read it to understand our times right now. Sure. The book is about the culmination of everything that's coming uh, during the tribulation period when Antichrist attempts to usurp the authority of God and demand to be worshipped as God and require everyone to receive an ID, be identified in order to buy or sell anything. And we see all of that taking place with technology. We're constantly hearing about, hey, everybody's going to have a digital ID if you're going to operate in society and so forth. So it's almost like a no-brainer. In fact, it's hard to not make the connection with the Bible. So the book gets us to that place. But I walk through many different things. One of them is uh, Science the New Master. So I have a whole section in there titled, follow the science. And Mm. what these globalists know is once you lift up science to the point of being a religion, which is happening right now, it replaces God and science becomes the final authority. And what's happened with science, you know, this didn't begin with Anthony Fauci, this whole idea of lifting up science. H.G. Wells wrote about this well over a hundred years ago, that science needs to be the thing that leads the people and people make Mm -hmm. their decisions and base life off of science, the science that they determine the people need to understand. So what's happened in our current world, really taking things like H.G. Wells, putting them into the modern world with the Gateses and the Klaus Schwab's, the Fauci's and the rest of them, what they've done is they've done two things. They popularized science and they politicized it. So science today can't be questioned, you know, which is the opposite of what science, science is supposed to be questioned. I mean, that is what science, you should question and say, are these things true? Not today. You cannot question the science or the ones who are telling you uh, Mm -hmm. what the correct science is. And it's also become popularized. So science has been dumbed down to a point of bullet points. So things that could be very complicated, they've been dumbed down to fit social media. So people who aren't necessarily sharpest tools in the box, they can think they're smart because they have their bullet points of the science that's been told to them by these globalists that are leading this. So it's become popularized and politicized and has an agenda. And the Mm -hmm. agenda ultimately is to replace God. So we see this science not just with the current events over the last three and a half years. We also see it being pushed uh, upon the world through the climate laws, hence the 17 Sustainable Development Goals by the UN. Follow the science. Trust the science. It's being lifted up to wreck the people. So the people are supposed to listen to the science instead of listen to God. So that's just one of the sections that I I have in the book. I get into eugenics, how eugenics came about, deal with wokeism quite a bit because people don't understand the effect that wokeism has had on the entire planet, especially the Western world. And wokeism isn't just about gender ideology, boys and girls, but it has to do with gaslighting people. Uh, getting them to the point of even just knowing that they're being lied to, but being willing to just submit to the lie. They know they are, but they're starting with little kids. You take a boy, you tell the boy he's a girl, you tell the girl she's a boy, you tell them both that boys can be pregnant. So they've gaslit an entire generation of people, everybody alive right now. Mm -hmm. People older are affected by it, but people who are younger, that's all they know. They know the climate laws, hey, we're killing everything. Uh, Young people, they don't have the frame of reference to look back 40 or 50 years and go, wait a minute, we've always had weather things that have happened. We've always had weather events. They do take place. And there are some monopolies, which you can get into weather manipulation, which I don't really want to right now. But 
you look at all of these different things that are taking place, and minds are actually being changed, not by technology per se. So we haven't been implanted with Neuralink yet by Elon Musk. However, people's minds have been transformed by the gaslighting, by the psychological manipulation, by all of these other things that are taking place. So we see all of these things coming about. We have the worship of the planet. We have the wokeism. We have the technology of the mark of the beast and this whole thing. And there's many other areas I go into really to educate everybody into what is going on. Hmm. I was talking to my Bible study this week and you think of the word idol. A lot of people just think of the wooden thing or the metal thing or golden calf or whatever. But truly what you're saying is that when you replace God, all the, anything that replaces God, whatever it is in our life or the world becomes an idol. And that's really what we're turning towards is idol worship in these forms that are being, as you said, us gaslighted into. As you think about that, where do you see things happening in like a five-year plan? You know, if you were if you were guessing where they're all going to be in five years based upon all these things, what do you see? Well, that is a, that, that's a difficult question. So we have to look at technology, the advancement of technology. In fact, the book came about because of a conversation that I had with my dad when he worked for a company called Teledyne back in 1961. And he worked with uh, Claude T. Shannon, who was the father of information theory. He worked with these people from NASA and so forth. And 1961, they stood above the LA basin at Henry Singleton's house in his backyard, looking down into the LA basin at night. And uh, this gentleman came up to my dad and said, no, Jim, one day we're going to control all of these people, meaning all of the people on this planet. That was 60 years ago. But technology has advanced at an incredible rate. And we look at where it is right now, and you start looking at the technology that's required for the mark of the beast in Revelation chapter 13 in the Bible. What you have with that is you start looking and go, wait a minute, we already have that technology. Hence, uh -huh. I wrote the book, Marking the Masses, because all of it has to get to that place. But we're almost there. Within five years, I mean, they're already talking about Neuralink, implanting people as Elon Musk says, so the lame will walk, the deaf will hear, the blind will see. Well, wait a minute. Isn't that what Jesus did? They're saying, yeah, we can do it with technology. So we have technology. The other thing that has taken place, again, with wokeism, of mm -hmm. wokeism, like I said, it involves gender, but it also involves all the social justice that we have. That's why we've been hearing so much about racism over the last several years. That's why we've been hearing so much about poor people. Or, you know, you look at the Palestinian and the Jews in Israel, you look at the thing there, what do you have? Well, social justice, really, on an incredible war scale. That's, so that's what the world is saying. This isn't, this isn't right. So it's all of these things, the social justice. You make too much money. You, what about the people living in the third world? Hence, this is all leading to universal basic income. We're in a social engineering environment is what's taking place. So yeah. wokeism involves gender, it involves social justice, which is also gender, race, money. It involves the environment. All of these things are they're about right now. It's not a coincidence that all of the events that we see taking place right now are converging at the same time and mm -hmm. including the shaping of everybody's mind. Uh, the majority of people in the world right now live within the age range of millennials. In fact, I think the average age, I have it in the book, it's like 30-something, the average yeah. age of people on the planet. And these are the people who have been most manipulated by the social engineering 
and the psychology manipulation of what they've done, they prepared a generation to say, hey, you just need to receive the mark. They mm. prepared a generation of people worldwide to rat out their neighbor if they don't go along with the plan. So when you look out five years from now, as things are progressing so fast, listen, mm -hmm. if the rapture doesn't take place, tell you, man, everybody better be ready for what's coming because things are transforming so fast. And Bruce, I believe yeah. it's this, why things are happening at such an alarming rate. And actually the Bible signs of the days point to it is because in Revelation chapter 12, the Bible tells us uh, that Satan gets kicked out of heaven for the final time. And mm -hmm. he comes down to earth to make war against the saints and the nation of Israel. With that, he knows, the Bible says, Revelation 12, he has little time. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it, how much time will Satan, through Antichrist, put into building the infrastructure for that final world system? Mm -hmm. He's not going to waste any time. He needs his cronies, his minions on earth right now to build it. That is what they are doing. They're building the system. The minds of the masses of people are being shaped. That's why we have kindergartners who are being pressured into this bizarre sex thing. That's why they're saying parents can't be involved. This is all demonic that's happening. Yeah. Why is it that we have leaders throughout the world that are all walking down the same path? Mm. They're all thinking the same thing. Well, in Revelation chapter 17, the Bible tells us that the global leaders all have one mind and they give their power and authority to the beast. But a few verses later, the Bible says, God put it into their mind to go this direction. God is fulfilling his prophecy because Jesus is coming back. Mm. And this is why we see everything developing. Satan's not going to waste any time building infrastructure. He's preparing it. Will it all be ready in five years? Back to your question. It's quite possible. But man, are things happening fast. Gosh. So you mentioned some of the people that are involved in this. Anybody particular or several people that you want to point out that if you're listening, you watch what they're doing because that tells you a lot about what's happening? I mean, we can see the people that are in the forefront, like Bill Gates buying a farmland. You know, why is he doing that? We know that I mean, they're telling us you can't eat meat, right? We're going to kill all the cows. So Bill Gates is totally fulfilling that. Interesting because the Bible tells us that too. Another sign. First Timothy chapter 4, in the latter times, uh, many will depart from the faith, the Bible says there, First Timothy 4, giving heed to doctrine of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, forbidding to marry, commanding that you don't eat meat, that God has determined that you would eat, for he has created all these creatures, and they are to be received with thanksgiving. Well, isn't mm -hmm. it fascinating that the Bible says one of the signs of the last days would be that you be commanded not to eat meat. So here yeah. they are, Bill Gates buying up farmland, Chinese buying up all kinds of farmland. Uh, we're killing the cows. Now the elite, they're able to eat meat. They're able to eat the best steak in the world, the John Kerry's and the Al Gore's and all those guys. Right. Um, they can have all that stuff. But for the rest of us, we hear bug factories in Canada and various places where we're going to be eating Bugs. Bugs have absolutely pretty much zero nutritional value for human beings. Yeah. Uh, and then everything's going to be plant-based. No, it won't be plant-based. It's really going to be chemical-based. And mm -hmm. I mean, if you pick up a package of plant-based so-called meat patties, and you start reading it, you go, I don't even know what most of this stuff is. I thought it was just corn and wheat. No, it's not. Yeah. It's got all these different chemicals in it. You know, what do you think is really going on? But it's not a coincidence that the Bible says, in the latter times, you'll be commanded not to eat meat. 
So we have the Bill Gates, we have the Klaus Schwabs, we have Yuval Noah Harari. I mean, here's the guy that says, hey, the resurrection of Jesus is fake news. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to use AI to write a correct Bible. So they're directly going after the Word of God, which should also give people pause to think, why are they doing that? We're going to write a correct Bible. And, and what are these engineers telling us, the, the tech engineers? Mm -hmm. They're saying, hey, here's the deal. Uh, once you get augmented with this technology that's coming, you won't die. You'll be able to live forever, mm. and you'll be like God. That's the same lie that yes. was in the Garden of Eden when the serpent said to Eve, did God really say that, Eve? No, God didn't really. Listen, Eve, you're not going to surely die. He knows the day you eat of the fruit, you won't surely die. And he also knows you will be like God. So, Eve... Go ahead and eat the fruit. This is what is being told to the people. I don't think that's a coincidence either, because in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the Bible tells us that for those who reject the truth of the Word of God, God will send them strong delusion so that they will believe the lie. And I think it's quite a good chance that the lie is you will live forever and you will be like God. That's the lie that brought sin and Satan into the world. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's the lie that's going to be here at the last days during the tribulation period. And Bruce, we can see the delusion. I mean, we can already see how many people are deceived, how easily they're deceived. But the delusion that's already here, it's only going to ramp up much worse in the coming weeks, months, or years, depending on how long we are here. But five years from now, baby, and going back to that original question, you better be well prepared and well grounded in God's word because God's word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light to our path, and it will guide us. It will keep us from turning to the left or right. It will keep us from being deceived. So, Tom, right there, you, you kind of hit on what my next question was, is with all this going on, and what I read in the beginning was, wait patiently on the hope, on the Lord, and be courageous. Don't lose your hope. Be brave. What can Christians be doing right now? We know, as you mentioned, reading the Word of God, but what else can they do to not lose hope, stay courageous and brave. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the other things that the Bible tells us regarding the judgment of God is in Revelation chapter 20, where the cowardly are part of the final judgment that will not enter the kingdom of God. And you mm -hmm. look at people that are cowardly that won't stand up for the truth. They're easily moved by every wind of doctrine. So thank you for even uh, putting the mm -hmm. brave in there. But you do have to not be a coward. You have to be brave right now. Uh, certain things are going to only increase the deception, the ridicule if you stand up for what is right. Anti-Semitism is going to increase. We're watching that happen already. If you stand up for the nation of Israel, you're going to be shamed for that. If you don't go along with the system, you, you push back against the digital currency that's going to come. You push back against these things, you will be shamed. So you do need to be strong. But on a practical level, I say this is what every single believer in Christ needs to do right now. Yeah. You need to be involved with a good church. And if you're in an area, a lot of people, there's no church within 100 or 200 miles of them, or at least not a good one, not one that's teaching the Bible. Listen, where two or more gathered in his name, he says, I am there with them. I think Christians should start doing house churches, and you need to be gathering with people. You can't sit in a living room by yourself and get stronger. You can be encouraged by watching programs like I do and your podcast, Bruce. And there's a lot of those that are out there. But the problem is, 
it's really hard when you're isolated. So yeah. pray that God will bring you one or two other people. And you can sit through great videos out there on great Bible teachings. I do them. Bruce, you have your podcast. You do things. There's some great ones out there, but there's a lot that are really bad. So find the ones that are speaking the truth. Right now, I believe every single believer needs to know who they can trust. You can't wait until everything really gets bad. You've got yeah. to start looking at, okay, who can I trust? You throw out things. You throw out certain conversations. And you see how people react to the things that you say. You can know right away, hey, this person doesn't think like me. This person is just going along with the system. You start to learn who you can trust. You're, you're going to need to, as just the screws are tight, you know, you hear they want to collapse the economy, these globalists, which I believe will take place definitely during the tribulation. I believe we're going to yeah. be raptured before then. However, it can get pretty rough before the rapture. Right. And so you, you want to be well prepared. I do know like Brandon Holthouse and some of my other colleagues, they've already started to teach their people how to barter, you know, how to trade items. What do I have? Well, I've got a little bit of land I can farm on. I've got some clothes. Well, we've got food over here. We've got tools over here, you know, whatever it is. You start mm -hmm. realizing it, but you have to make sure you can trust the people that you bring into this inner circle because it is okay. an inner circle. Chuck Smith was the founder of Calvary Chapels. Many years ago, he said, uh, as the church began in houses, I believe it's going to finish in houses. And, and hmm. by the way, even on our website, hopeforourtimes.com, we have a church locator on there, and people can go on there and look for a church that might be in their area. So check it out. By the way, every church locator on the ones that I have on my website, Bruce, yeah. they're pastors I know. So these are okay. people I just found out there and said, hey, here's a church. No, these are actual pastors I know that we've done ministry with that mm. teach these same things. So though there might be one in your area. We'll add to it too, but it's a good start now. And there might be one in your area now. But, man, you've got to get to know each other. You've got to link mm. arms. It's the only way you're going to be strong. Or you're going to get discouraged. And it is, it is tough, very tough yeah. to fight alone. Yeah, so true. And then as far as um, somebody might be listening to think, well, with all the gaslighting and, and the delusions and everything like that, it's pretty much a lot of people aren't going to even listen to the gospel. Yeah. What would you say if somebody falls into that trap? They will fall into it. By the way, I'll say this real quick on the, the book, Marking the Masses. What I did, Bruce, yeah. is I intentionally wrote it to be an education for people who are well-studied in Bible prophecy to help mm -hmm. connect some things and put some things there. Nobody's really talking about. But I also wrote it in a way that wasn't preachy. So I deliberately wanted it to get into the hands of people who don't really know anything about Jesus, aren't really interested in these things. But I wrote it. It's all factual. People can fact check me on everything. But I wrote it in a way that will definitely cause people to say, huh, this is true. All these things are true. But I didn't want it to come across like a religious book or a preachy book because I knew a lot of people would just turn it down. So I bought it so people right. would put, give it to their friends who are non-believers who don't go to church or that type of thing. At the end of the book, it does have the gospel too. It connects everything. And I'm telling you, Bruce, you know, it's once you see these things, you can't unsee them. It's yeah, like yes. it, the, light, the, the light just totally goes on. I think of um, the words of the angel to Daniel in Daniel chapter 12 
where Daniel wanted to understand the events of the last days. And the angel said, that's not for you to know, Daniel. However, he said, during that time, the wicked will see it, but they will not understand, but the wise will understand. In other words, mm -hmm. both those who don't know the Lord and those who are seeking or do know the Lord, everybody in the world is going to know something is going on, which everybody does. There's not a person around that doesn't know something is going on. It's just in Ireland, Scotland, Italy, Mexico, Oklahoma, no matter where you go in the world, mm -hmm. every single person you talk to knows something weird's going on and they know it's not good. Well, the wicked won't understand. They don't want to, but there are yeah. those people that God is waking up. They don't yet know the Lord. And God's saying the wise will understand because they're gonna seek him. They're gonna wanna know the truth. And so you, you put something in their hands, you're able to connect the dots and say, Hey, this is what's going on. And I believe that through our faithful testimony and sharing the truth that there's many people that are going to come to Christ during the tribulation. They might not yet, but after the rapture, they will because we are faithful to tell them the truth. Hmm. And that's perfect. That's, that's a good way to end up because I know you've got to get to something else, but that's perfect because I just want to encourage people, hear what Tom's saying. It's this is really a time where there are going to be people who blow you off, but for the most part, dropping those seeds into somebody's life and looking for the Holy Spirit to work and God to do his, his changing in their heart, don't give up on that. Keep that up because they need it. Amen. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Tom, I think your book's pretty much on all the places where books can be found, right? Amazon. And almost. It's on almost. Almost. <laughs> on Amazon. It's Kindle. The paperback's not available yet on Amazon, but it's markingthemasses.com or just go to my website, hopeforourtimes.com. And not only that, I also have other things that people can tool around there and check out other things we have too, but they can Google it. You'll find it various places, but hopeforourtimes.com has it. And again, I intended it to go into the hands of non-believers mm -hmm. because the light will go on. I I'm certain it will. Oh, that's great. Tom, God bless you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for writing this book. Thank you for your passion for, for believers and non-believers in this situation. And we'll pray, everybody listening, please pray for him and, and this ministry as it goes forward and take advantage of reading the book and passing it on. Get Thank another you, Bruce. One. Thank sure. you much for having me on. It was wonderful. All right, Tom. God bless you. Right. We'll talk to you later. God bless you too. All right. Shalom.